0: episode of make defense great again my name is chris vassar aka coach bass thank you so much for joining us Today we have on the show Chad McGee, defensive coordinator at Hoover High School in Hoover, Alabama. We go through all of his pressure packages, including his eyes slash hot pressures, his creepers, some quarters and man variations. And we even talk a little bit about fire zones and then when to apply them in terms of coverage and the blitz paths. Coach McGee is a phenomenal teacher at a historic program, and it was a really great conversation, and I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing it. A little bit of housekeeping, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Coach Vass and the show's account at MDGA Podcast. If you have any questions, go to www.coachfast.com There's a way to contact me as well as some articles and some videos that we've put up through the quarantine on the blog section. I know I keep putting deadlines, but I've extended the Coach Tube bundle so you can go check that out. You can get to it through my pinned tweet. I'll also stick it at the bottom of the show notes. I'll leave it up for a couple more weeks until I do my next course on defending the wing T which should be out in the next month. I keep having plans and they keep getting batted back in my face. I've been under the weather the last two weeks. I was uh, sick with MRSA and then skin strep, so I've been just kind of laid up for about 16 days now, and so I haven't been active on social media or really much on the Patreon, but that's all about to change, hopefully, now that I'm getting better. Speaking of the Patreon, come on and join www.patreon.com slash coachofass. Check it out. See some of the material that's there, and if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Twitter. We'll talk more about this during the show. Also, please subscribe to the show and rate and review it. It helps coaches find the show, and it also makes me look like a badass to potential partners. These partners see that the show gets great reviews. They want to work together with me, which increases my resources and increases my ability to produce great content for you. So help me out, which helps the show, which makes the show better, which helps you out. So it all kind of comes back around in some great football god karma thing. We got some big stuff on the horizon, so stay tuned. We got some big, big announcements coming up, and I'm sitting on my hands like Borat when he first sees Pamela Anderson in the hotel room where he's sitting like six inches from the TV, and he's got his knees up in the chair, and his arms are wrapped around him, and he's just so excited. That's me right now. I'm I'm so excited to share this stuff with you. I can't quite yet, but it's going to help the show. It's going to help you. It's big time. I hope you enjoy Coach McGee and our conversation about pressuring the offense. Let's get into it, man. My guest today is Chad McGee, defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach at Hoover High School in Hoover, Alabama. Coach, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Real excited about it. Well, we uh
0: I had heard about you through the grapevine, and then I was putting together the the first iteration of Corona Palooza, and I was going through the glacier speakers. Because I was just trying to choose guys that had already done a clinic that wasn't gonna have to prepare anything, you know, because it was, I don't know, relatively short notice, but it was one of these things that like, listen, if you guys agree to do this, it won't take any time away It was right at the beginning, you kind of everybody having to stay home, with the quarantine and all that, or whatever you want to call it. And so I saw your topics uh listed and um i selfishly picked the two under three deep stuff because i wanted to learn it and you did a phenomenal job and so i was like i gotta get this guy in the podcast so you know thanks so much for coming on now before we get started um give us a little you know just a brief background on how you ended up at hoover and kind of your journey we talked a little about in the pre-interview but i want uh i want to hear the story
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Alabama and uh, grew up about an hour north of of Hoover um, and went to the University of Alabama, um, played there. Um, And that's kind of where I I, I met uh, Mickey Kahn, who became the first head coach at Grace in high school uh, in Metro Atlanta. Uh, So I ended up in, uh, after finishing Alabama, I ended up over there with him um and uh we started the the grayson program and uh so it's gone on to some great success um and then from there uh you know uh we've been at several other places stops along the way um you know mickey Kahn has actually gone on to clemson to coach uh uh, safeties there um so but uh you know got a call um from Coach Niblett a few years back and, uh, uh, went over, uh, to interview at Hoover, spent a day with him. Um, so we kind of ended back, uh, ended back here. Uh, and I think they were looking for someone with an odd background. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, kind of the transition I made to the three, four back in 2009, somewhere in that, that time frame. So, uh,
0: it's just kind of the short and skinny how I ended up at Hoover. Excellent. Now, I promise this was not planned ahead of time. I promise. I, I hand on my heart. I had put you on a list. I keep a running list on my phone of guys that I want. And I had an opening this week, and I was like, okay, I want to get Chad on because we had talked about it. And I said, you know what? I've had some college guys lately. I want to have, an, I, you know, I want to get back to the roots. I want to get back to the high school coaches. So I, I picked you. We talked a little bit, which we're going to talk about pressures and stuff. Spoiler alert. And was it last night or two days ago? Within the last 48 hours, I, I said, hey, you know, maybe at the beginning of the podcast, you know, we could talk about your base scheme just to kind of, you know, give everybody a little groundwork, because I think when we talk about pressures, I've had guys that talk about pressures like Don Brown. Well, most people know Don Brown's you know, his base scheme. And so and with a guy like Don Brown, you don't have a lot of time. So I'll go back and I'm I'm kind of peeking behind the curtain, letting y'all have a little peek behind the curtain. You know, I'll i I'll kind of fill in with the intro if I need to fill in any blanks. But so we were talking last night and I said, Hey, what's your just just out of curiosity, what's your base? And you said we run the Nate Woody stuff, and I'm like Nate Woody. He's everywhere. <laughs> so I I promise this was not planned because you know everybody knows me as an even front guy, and this will be the third podcast in a row where the the guest is a primarily odd front guy. This was not planned. I this is not like Nate Woody is not paying me to to have his guys <laughs> on or you know that sort of thing. But I got a chuckle out of him. Like, well, this is great. Like you know because. I've got a really positive response to that stuff. So I'm really excited to talk about this stuff today, but it was, I just thought that was funny that yeah, I'm like, this guy's everywhere. That's awesome. Just wait till we have Courtney on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So let's talk about that base defense. So, so what do you guys do? What's kind of your nuts and bolts before we start to get into the pressure stuff?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I guess if, if you've heard Nate talk about the three, four, um, we are a, a, a field and a boundary reduction team. Um, you know, we, we play a four four Oh four, um, I transition from the four, three, uh, to the three, four, just because of the, the type of kids that we've had. And, you know, uh, we, we're, we're looking for, you know, guys up front that are twitchy kids, uh, that, that, you know, can run and they're athletic that are, Almost linebacker type of kids in the front, and we're trying to put as you know as much speed on the field as we possibly can, um, and so that's kind of how we how we evolved to this from four three. We keep a lot of four three principles in place, um, but we're getting into a four down uh, one way or the other. where We're slanting from the bench uh, and playing quarters. Uh, we're we're a little more quarters cover four that uh, where they're quarter quarter halves.
0: Um, Now, why is that? Can I, if I can jump in and ask a, jump and ask a question, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we went, you know, here's, you know, I was quarter quarter halves when I first hooked up with, with those guys. And, uh, you know, um, in the last couple of years it's to me, we're just getting the safety involved a little bit more in the run game, uh, for us. And we were getting a lot of, you know, a lot of boundary run. Um, so, so we, we, we've gone to that, um, a little bit more. Um, not to say that we wouldn't go back to some quarter-quarter halves, and we do a little bit. Um, but we wanted to get him a little more involved uh, in that boundary side run. Uh, made, uh, two years ago, we made that decision. Um, you know, and then we bring the field, and we play we play cover three, and uh, you know, uh, and and uh, do a really good job with big vision and 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 eyes on the on the QB indicator. Um, but you know, everything for us stems from. Uh, pre-snap everything's built off of quarters and we want everything to look identical we want to give you the same uh, pre-snap look uh, so you don't know if we're in bench reduction or field reduction Um, and then we've kind of spawned where we play now more to the field with the outside linebacker that that kid for us is a strong safety now
0: Mm mm-hmm the anchor, I think, believe that uh, or the Apache or what
1: they call it the anchor, or you know the guys the card, I think. But for us, it's a it's a star. Uh, he's the field. He's the field guy. Where we have now evolved to where we are playing um, more mini or you know stubby uh, concepts to to the field with that. So so it looks um, more like the,
0: like a uh, and let me know if I'm speaking out of turn. So it looks more like the old Saban base bench stuff.
1: Yeah. So if it, okay. you know, if we're putting our three technique to the boundary essentially, um, as as what we're doing and playing playing the. Uh, and you're just activating five. your yeah. four,
0: your fourth rusher from the Rushers. boundary.
1: Yeah. Okay. From the boundary, and that that boundary guy, you know, they call him the dog. I think it's a bandit for us. He he's kind of our fourth defensive end type, okay. type kid. Uh, can play in some space. Um, we'll drop him out in cover three. Um, but, but he's a, he's a little bit more of a pass rusher type kid for us. Um, so, you know, one of the other reasons quarter court has, we play, you know, we match our quarters too. So, um, we, we play it that way. So, um, so there, there's a lot of similarities, um, and there's a lot of differences. Uh, we play a little bit more. We've gone to play a more four eyes. um. You know the the Aranda stuff um, that that everybody's playing with the tight front, and uh, we, we'll do that. Um, and we we're a little more multiple, I think, in in terms of we we get into some four down stuff um, a little bit more than they do uh, as well. So just just because I you know I I got kids, I gotta I gotta build around that. I can't go out and recruit. So we got. We got what we got, so we kind of built it around there. So I think, you know, we'll play some – we'll get into some bear, um, you know, and play some – spawn into some uh, some of the, the Clemson world with uh, Venables. We'll, <clears throat> we'll play some bear with some buffalo uh, coverage behind it. Um, and then we've got some zone creepers from our bear front as well. So, um, but, you know, uh, you know, there's, our base, So is is bench reduction and and field field cover three just like those guys
0: gotcha no it's uh it's a cool system it's funny with the you know I'm, everybody knows i'm a tcu guy in terms of the language system we run more stuff from other systems but our language system is the their you know taiji slide two bronco flips all all that shit that they used to do yeah and our language stems from there So there's so many things that we've done over the years that because, you know, most people put things in buckets. Like, you know, you, you and I were talking, we bonded over some Justin Wilcox stuff. Yeah. And they have it where it's like quarterbacks are 3D creepers and NFL team names are, Mm -hmm. help me out here. Um, Odd front creeper, I don't know, like whatever. And then NBA teams are, or like cover one simulated rat uh, yeah. creepers or whatever sims. And then uh, NBA players are like cover two man creepers. Because right. TCU doesn't put things in buckets like that. Yeah, It's so funny when the creeper thing started last year. And I've told this story before, but indulge me if you wouldn't mind. So when it started becoming really big last year after that X and O Lab article with Patrick Tony. Uh, Kyle Kogan, and there were some quotes from Dave Arand in there. I was like, oh man, this stuff's great. We should do this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I opened it up and I went, I know that stuff from somewhere. And it was, I was everybody that listened, I was like, that Farvin Bledsoe stuff, that is from Rex Ryan. That is from the late 2000s. I promise you. And I'm like looking for the playbook and I'm looking for the playbook. I can't find it. I'm like, I know that stuff is seared into my brain. And I was, I moved, and I was looking through a box of stuff, and I had notes from when I was 2010 at a JC, and I had wrote the, all the formation adjustments by hand to Favre and Bledsoe, yeah. and I stopped and I thought about it. And for those of you who don't know, Favre is a is a three deep creeper coming from the field out of an even front. Uh, the boundary side end's gonna drop, uh, and then Bledsoe is a corner blitz if two detached. You can switch it to the backer. Blah blah blah. Cover three. The field side end drops with a strong hook. And then I'm looking at it and I'm going, well, I was, I was sitting there and I was lamenting like, man, this is some cool stuff. We should do this. I was like, wait a minute. That's wide smoke, three strong sky drop. We've been doing that for eight years. Like <laughs> like we, we we do this. all. It was our number one, number two pressure. But because we don't put things in buckets and families. Yeah. So an, an example of this is we played a con- concept called boundary base where we played a zero, a four-eye, and a nine to the boundary, and then a tight five to the field that would slant inside and then bring a guy from the field, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so we've been playing mint, quote-unquote, uh, 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 boundary and field-based mint for years, for years. And so last year, I'm like, oh, man, this tight front stuff, it's so great, you know, because I, I kind of buried my head in the sand in terms of schematic evolution until the summer of 2018 when my TCU trip got canceled by the the head boss and I'm sitting there going, Oh shit, we've been doing this. Like, so it's just funny that I I talk to guys and discover that we've actually been doing things, but because we don't put them in these families, we don't put them in these buckets. Like most people do like wide smoke for us is basically saying, okay, a a field side safety is going to come the nickel, whatever you want to call them. Well, You can play cover zero behind that versus 22 personnel and just put the backers, you know, get a third backer, play three over two on the two backs. You know, there's there's different things you can do. You can play three deep. You can play five, you know, our five jam coverage or or palms or whatever. So it's just funny to me when I talk to other guys, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. We should take a look at doing some of this stuff like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it looks familiar. Yeah. So, but. You already do it. Yeah, no, but I, I like how you organize. I mean, what you guys do and how you organize things. And I, I've seen it, some of your stuff that you put together. And the thing that was really impressive to me was how organized you guys are. And there's no gray areas. And I just was really, really impressed by that. Maybe at the end we can kind of talk about, I know it sounds like a boring topic, but how you put your playbook together. Because I'd seen, you know, you'd yep. send me a few things, and I was really impressed uh, with what you do. But before we start nerding out on PowerPoint versus Visio versus Playmaker or whatever, yeah, let's talk about yeah. some of those pressure packages. So I've done enough talking; it's time for you to talk. I know that a lot of people saw the two under. Sorry, I always, I always make them mistake. The yeah, two under. I got it right. Two under. I always, I always trip out. Yeah. 203 yeah. deep package. I know a lot of people saw you on the webinar. Now I screwed up. It was my first time hosting and I forgot to record at the beginning. So half of that presentation was lost in terms of the narration. You can send all your hate tweets to me. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> you know, I, it was, it was the first time Glacier. So we did the first, as far as I know, I hosted the first Glacier panel webinar last year. Well, we decided to do this where people could come in and out. So, so speakers, I'm sorry, speakers were coming in and out at different times. Well, that's never happened before. You, you have your speakers, you, you launch, you're ready to go. And so I'm, you know, trying to coordinate, okay, you know, in five minutes, you're going to be on and, and you're going to come off and I'm going to talk in between speakers and answer questions. And I mean, I'm I'm all over the place and I forgot to hit the record button. And so I felt awful because you were my favorite presentation, and I know that a lot of people felt the same way. I can't tell you how many people hit me up. and was like, "Yo, do you have that presentation?" It was like, like the black market. Like, "Yo, you got that? You got yeah. that? You got that Chad <laughs> McGee stuff?
1: Uh, that old uh, yeah.
0: that old Chappelle? Yeah. What was? Oh, I can't can't remember that character. Anyway, yeah. So um, so a lot of people saw it. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of Twitter buzz about it for good reason. It was fantastic. If you have heard it before, I'm not sorry that I'm going to have Coach talk about it some more because it's fantastic. So if you wouldn't mind, I, I know that these these pressures usually get pushed to the back of the line because they're, you know, most people when they go through their pressure package, they go from, you know, safest, simplest pressure to more elaborate you know, like nobody starts talking about their cover zero package when they're talking about their entire pressure package, never started cover zero. So let's change, let's change the trends up. Let's start with the hot package. Talk to me about how you, uh, your, your 200 three deep stuff got it right this time and kind of how you teach it and and some of those coaching points.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, Just a lot of, a lot of response on this. And uh, you know, I. I, I learned it and it's like I said on the clinic, I'm I'm going to go, I, I see the concept and I'm going to go get the details and try to make it as detailed oriented um, for us as, as I possibly can. If it's something that fits us, um, then, then we're going to, we're going to do it and do it right and talk to as many people that we can ab- about how to run this. Because I mean, when, when you look at, we're, when we first started uh, back in the early two thousands, it was, you know, three under three deep fire zone, the NCAA, you know um, but you know, my, my big thing is, is uh, I I love playing coverage uh, where our our kids can uh, use their eyes, you know, an eye coverage type deal. Um, And that's big to me, uh, you know, where we can play fast and we can break and, so this was a, a perfect tie-in. And, and when you see two under three deep, you're like, my gosh, can we do this? Um, is, is this possible? Um, and uh, I, I got to be honest, it was probably one of the better things that we've done. Uh, this, my staff and I met just yesterday and I took them through uh, sort of what I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about here uh, the same way, like they had never heard it before. Um, and then we've kind of found our little niche and how we like to drill it and how we practice it that I, that I showed a little bit in the clinic. Um, just because, you know, through trial and error, you know, you can, you can look at these concepts, but you, you don't know how to, you don't, you don't see, you can watch all the game film, but you don't see how to rep it or how you practice it in, in group settings. Um, and, and not against scout team, uh, or, you know, so, um, that that's through trial and error some of the ways that how we how we rep it but so the big thing for us is um we we play odd so we're four zero four um so we put in three this year and you, you can structure six man however you want to bring it um but we wanted to start out um simple okay and uh and make sure that it was sound, and our kids understood it. And, you know, if you watch our kids on film, and I was telling uh, Vass, I was telling before we, we came home to air. I mean, we've, on defensively, in the last few years, we've had, you know, one, one kid that, that's an Army now. Um, so, but we've got a lot of Hoover kids. Um, but our kids are high IQ kids, and they play extremely fast. So that's one of our big things, too, when we install, is what's going to help our kids play as fast as possible. Um and so we put this in. Um so the key the key for us when we when we put in the hot blitz is the disguise. We're gonna look uh like we're in bench reduction cover four. And we're gonna show cover four on the snap, and then you know, the the guys go and I tell them the linebackers like we've got to go like our hair is on fire in less than two seconds to the spot. So we've got to get it. And we've got to get there, and then you know, I had a lot of questions about coach. You know, what happens if you know if he works here? And he, no, it, it's got to happen now. And if it's not, if if we're not making it happen uh, with the six man pressure, then we need to get out of that business and find something else to do. Uh, and I tell our coaches that you know, if it's if we can't if we're, if we're not getting what we need out of it, then we need to we need to move on. But uh, it was good for us this year. So basically. However you structure it, your edge players, uh, which typically for us, our edge players are a linebacker and a defensive end, uh, those are our box peel players, we call them. So they're going to box all runs inside, and they would peel on any post-snap release from the backfield just so they don't swing it out quick. So a couple of the, the, the weaker areas is the perimeter. If you're getting quick stuff thrown out on the perimeter, it's a, it's a, it's not as good, um, but we rally to it, and we've been we've been okay with it. Um, so, but uh, any any pre stop motion, we've decided that we're going to let the let the pre stop motion. We're not going to peel with it, and we're going to let our eyes coverage rally to the ball if they throw it out on the perimeter. Uh, so, you know, that's the big thing for us. I'm going to just start with the outside end we get coverage. So basically what we do is if we're bringing, um, our boundary out of, let's say for, you know, our, our odd front, and we're bringing what we call bomb. So Chris, But back to that, that bucket for us, all our hot coverages are, uh, our hots are weapons calls. So our, our boundary, uh, hot pressure is bomb. Okay. So in, in bomb, uh, we're bringing the bandit off the edge, and he's our box bill player. We're long sticking our end to A, and we're bringing the wheel as a key blitz through the tackle. So, you you know, your old NCAA-type deal. We're taking the nose from head up on the center, and we're taking him across the guard to the B, what we call a knob. And then our other end is stepping out, and he's our he is our box bill player there. Um, the Mike linebacker is key blitz in the center. So if the center slides to him, he's going to insert into the B gap. And I just tell him to find the first window he sees. So you might get the wheel and the Mike insert in the, in the B gap. Uh, a, at the same time, if the center slides away, we're inserting the Mike in the front side, a, in his a gap. So um, that's how we're getting to the, to the base, the bench, But coverage wise our guys to understand uh i i'm where i'm a little more specific um you know venables i know they call it hot um is their coverage and they use nba terms nba teams mm-hmm. for their hots and you know so this hot concept might mean that your wheel linebacker is the two seam is your hot seamer or your mic might be your hot seamer um for me, I wanted to be very black and white about it. So if we call, uh, if we call Blaze, okay, that ties in with our boundary reduction, where my free safety, who is my boundary safety, is always going to be my hot seamer, uh, or the hot hammer to the boundary side, and that tells the strong safety that he is our delay high hole. Um, if we call Flame. Then that's our field rotation, so we're running our hot blitz with the star from the field, and we're rotating down with the strong safety to the field as our hot seamer. Now my free safety is uh, is is the lay high hole. So gotcha. That that's just how we do it, and that's how we started. Um, so, but with the corners, the corners are cover three rules for. So, but we want to show press because we'll play press out of our quarters too. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll play press lock and we'll play uh, press palms as well. Uh, press palms, uh, it, interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 going to do that uh, too, or we, we do that. So, um, just so we get the press look, some and you know, eliminate number one pre-snap, and uh, but it ties in. Uh, if you if you're if you're off all the time and and now you're pressed on hot coverage it it doesn't tie in well. Um, but our corners versus one wide receiver, we ask them to bail on the snap with their eyes on quarterback and if if you don't do this, I would recommend this. Every week uh, we break down the quarterback and we give especially if you're a movement front or you' a big pressure front, we give our kids, the quarterback, uh, pre-snap, uh, indicator, uh, the snap indicator. So is he a towel guy? Uh, is he, a is he licking, is he a hand-lit guy? They all have some tendencies, uh, of how we can time up our pressures and our movements based off that quarterback's, um, uh, actions pre-snap. So we'll go in, we'll dig those out. Um, For the corners, you know, if we get one wide receiver, we're going to try to bail as close to the snap with our eyes on that indicator. And, you know, this is big vision where everybody's eyes are all on quarterback. And from from our hot seamers to our corners to our safeties, um, if we get two receivers removed, the corners are going to bail before the snap just so they can get to that overlap on number two, to that midpoint to overlap that inside seam throw Uh, with their eyes on indicators. So basically as they bail and they're reading the quarterback, if that indicator looks away, we're going to really overlap too. Okay. Because he, he can't come back to it. He can't come back to one. Um, and if he's looking to us or he's putting us in play, then we're going to lean heavy on number one, because we're anticipating our high hole safety is going to give us seam help on that number two. So we're going to have help from the, from the, uh, from the high hole safety. Um, our high hole safety, you know, he, he's what we call the delay high hole. So if it's blaze rotation, uh, like our bomb look, he, that strong safety is going to make it look like quarter. So he should have line up, let's just say two by two, he's going to be 10 by two uh, inside of number two, just like we would look in quarters coverage, you know, whether we're playing palms or, um, which, you know, we call it hold uh, from the, from the you know, the App State, Nate Woody type terminology. Um, but we give him a three shuffle, so he's going to work three shuffles getting his quarterback, reading the quarterback for run pass. If he gets run, uh, he's going to stick his foot in the ground, and he's getting down to what I call the top of the triangle. So if that thing spits out of the box, okay, he's the top of the triangle. and. So he should get that run pass read in three shuffles, and he's sitting in there. Then if we get the pass, if we get any kind of pass, he's going to read the quarterback, okay, and essentially he is working to our high hole. That's our post player. But he's going to work the seams off the indicator. So we're big on our cover three. We don't just put the free safety in the middle field. We're going to work off the indicator. Um, So if he's, we're going to lean weak with the free safety in cover three, if that indicator's putting us into the boundary, I don't want to push him to the field if the indicator's working the other way. Right. So same con- same concepts with with our hot coverage and the high hole safety. I'm not going to push him to the middle of the field, okay, when the indicator's putting him in the play, you know, to the field. So, and push him away from it. And, you know, one of the clips on, on the clinic, where, you know, we had a uh, a corner was press belt in the first game of the year. Uh, we had a there was a five star receiver. He's at Clemson now. He's, he he graduated early. The corner bailed and fell down. <laughs> what, like worst case scenario. I mean, he just tripped over his own feet. And uh, I mean, he timed it out perfect on the snap. Well, our strong safety, because of where the indicator put him, he didn't burst to the middle of the field because um, had he have done that, it's a touchdown, he leaned, he stayed on his seam read uh, and made a play on top of the ball on the fade and took it away. So that's just kind of um, uh, how we, we we talk about the indicator read and how we, we work that. Um, and then just going to our, our seam players, um, we have two seam players in – like a blaze or a flame concept. One one is the, one is the low seam player, or the low hot seam player. That's typically our outside linebacker. So if we're working from the field here, uh, he's going to show cover four at the snap, and we want him six yards by one yard inside of number two. If two is detached, if two's in the core, he's going to be two yards outside of number two if and then it, we're going to read the quarterback off of that but we're going to make it look as much like our quarterbacks uh, or our quarters as, as possible and uh you know we define the seam in the hot seam in in the hot blitzes as six to ten yards that's kind of the hot seam cylinder that we work off of um so if he gets past we're, we're not going to reroute number two uh, and we can work to 10 yards deep and two yards inside um, depending on the indicator. So basically for that low hot scene player, we tell him if the quarterback indicator it puts us in play, we, we want to we hold where we're at. We want to hold that scene, okay? Now, if that indicator is, is away from us, okay, it's the same principle. We want to we race to get in quarterback's vision. Like we want to turn and run to get into the quarterback's vision, uh, and, or catch a crossing route with the ball coming out. And, uh, if that indicator is at us, we're going to hold what the if these away. We're, we're really we're racing to squeeze the hole. Um, but then if we get run and this is why I really like it. And this is one of the reasons, you know, from year one, a couple of years ago, we just weren't very good on first down. So, uh, we wanted to get some, some, some tackles for all, some negative yardage play. Um, and so this was, this was good for us, uh, at, at doing this where we, you know, we'll, we'll slide into a four down front in, in our buzzard. And we're bringing double a gap pressure with the mic and the wheel. Clemson calls it spurs. And, uh, I think Michigan state years ago, it was like Marlins, I think is what it was called. Um, but it was, it was, you know, their number one deal um, is double-A got pressure out of four down mm-hmm. where you're taking your two-eye two across the face of the, of the guard. But so this is good for us on first and ten. You ask situationally where I like it. I like it first and ten, and then I like it on third down in passing situations. So uh, we don't run it as much on second down or second medium. Um, but we, we, we do like it on first down, and we do like it on some uh, passing downs. Um, but versus the run, that low hot seam player, he's our force player. And basically, if he gets run and he's flat footing and getting a read, he, we're screaming into the fit and keeping the ball on our inside shoulder. And we want to leverage that ball back inside through our delay high hole player who's fitting the top of the triangle. So, you know, when we draw this up, we should have two hot seam players squeezing the ball, racing inside, keeping the ball tucked on their inside shoulders, and then we get the top of the triangle fit by the safety, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the the other piece is the high-hot theme player. That comes from our safety. So if we're in blaze and we're we're going to line up 10 yards deep, we tie our free safety into the hash in quarters. So he's somewhere in the hash area at 10 deep. and. Uh, he he's doing the same thing as the low hot seam player. If he's going to read the quarterback, and if that quarterback's eyes are to me, he's going to hold what he's got. He's going to hold his landmark at that 10-yard mark. And if the eyes are away, he's racing to squeeze the hole. And, you know, we don't reroute receivers. And I think if you go to this, that's going to be one of the toughest things, especially for the, the, low, the low hot seam player, is they're so used to, uh, that that two three pickup where we're pushing the two, mm-hmm. um, where they want to try to reroute number two, and uh, we're we're not going to reroute because of the eye integrity and and being able to react off the indicator and the ball coming out so quickly. So, um, and then the high hot, hot scene player versus versus the run, he's he is our first player keeping the ball on the inside shoulder and leveraging it back. So. I mean, so with, with that in mind, you've got two hot scene players, got a high hole safety, and your corner. So you can structure it however, however you want to structure it um, from a hot pressure standpoint. Um, but we we bring uh, odd uh, boundary blitz, which I talked about, which is bomb. Uh, and then we'll slide down into a a bench reduction, or one of our show fronts, which is our a four down, where we we call it buzzard, and we just slide our end to a three, our nose to a two eye, and that's our ammo, which is our, you know, one of our top top deals, and we still play blaze behind it, and then, uh, we bring missile from the field and play flame coverage behind it and missile, out of missile, we bring the mic up on the line pre snap. And he becomes our uh edge box pill player. And we bring our nick our star, your nickel type. He's underneath, he's key blitzing the tackle. We're long sticking the end and the nose the same way. And then the wheel is blitzing just like the mic. He's key blitzing the center. His A to the opposite B gap. So that's just kind of how we structure that.
0: Damn, those are some that's a great package right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking notes over here. It's good stuff. It It's, it's an amalgamation of things that I've done. I've heard of, uh, I've seen. So it's kind of cool to talk to you. Cause you've kind of fit a lot of things. I think pieces that are kind of floating around out there into a cohesive package. So yeah. I think it's just interesting for me, who's a football nerd who studies a lot of different things to kind of, you know, cause it, it's an audio medium and I'm, you know, I'm just like the listeners. I'm sitting here, I'm listening, I'm piecing stuff together. I'm thinking about it. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that from this team. I remember this from that team, blah, blah, blah. And, and I just like how you've put it all together.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it, it's probably one of the better things we do. And we're going to expand the package a little more this year. Uh, Uh-oh, look out offensive. <laughs> we're a little more experienced and uh, uh, up front. Uh, so, you know, and having, having done this, and I don't think it's just it's big anytime. I'm a big visual guy. Uh, I'm big on, on teach tapes for our guys. Um, you know, we'll do, you know, say a PowerPoint, but I want them to, to see it visually. But we've got uh, now a library film, uh, of film of us running it, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and so... Now we can teach off of it. So we're going to expand a little bit um, where we do put some of those inside backers into uh, as the hot seamers and not just the safeties. And then, um, you know, before all this happened, we were expanding our package. We're going to play some of the three safety system and be able to, you know, hot blitz out of that. So as well.
0: Iowa State has some really good hot blitzes their they the number one being is they run the cross dogs with the inside backer with the nickel from the field
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: we ran that package in a game this year um, our corners weren't doing well I didn't think we could hold up and so we needed to change we're struggling a little bit on defense and it got to the point where I personally felt that's and this may be a hot take but I no longer work at that school so I don't really give a shit um this may be a hot take, but I felt like inferior teams were picking on us. I'm picking on weaknesses, and I had to switch it up. So we put the Iowa State "quote unquote" stuff in, and we ran some of the three eight three under stuff. And I've talked about this multiple times, and and I know it's everybody says I'm crazy and that it doesn't matter, but I'm too chicken shit. I was too chicken shit to call the hot pressures. And Chris King and I from John Bosco, and it's a running joke. where We're like, all right, this year, we're going to put it in. We're going to put it in. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. Let's make a pact. I can't speak for him, but we've never done it. And so it was going to be my goal before all this happened. And I, you know, stepped aside from coaching or, I mean, I'm probably still going to help out somewhere. I know I'm going to be helping out at somewhere, but where I'm going to be in charge of the defense where I was like, all right, I'd made a commitment to myself at the end of the season. All right, I'm going to do the hot stuff next year. Cause I'm zero blitzing, and I'm I'm okay with that, but not the hot stuff. I'm like this doesn't make any sense. So, coach, so that that seems to be the end of your hot package. Uh, it's a great it's a great package. A uh, really nice setup you have there. I really like it. Now, I know in the past that you'd run some three deep, three under fire zones. Did you still run that stuff? We
1: we have we have it in the package, um, and it was uh, you know it's it's all canned for us as, as weather, uh, fire zones, like a lot of people can it. So it's thunder, rain, lightning topic. And, and it, and it's been good to us for, for years. And, uh, you know, um, but we didn't do it this year. Um, just because we invested in the six man two under, you know, uh, the time, uh, as far as, you know, the pre- the practice and the repetition Um, we focus that in our hot pressure and we're, you know, bringing six as opposed to five and two under. Um, so that's kind of where we, we, uh, you know, cut our teeth this year and, uh, you know, we still keep it in the, in the playbook, um, you know, and, and there's some good things to it and, you know, there's three under three D, you know, the old traditional white way. And then we, we, we'd run some trap coverage out of it that I really like. Um, and it might be something that we revisit when we get back together and, and we make our evaluations. Um, the other reason is, is we, we got into some, some, um, some five man from the boundary. Uh, but we played, um, we played some of Clemson's, you know, bracket or Buffalo coverage that we invested in this year.
0: And we will get to that in a little bit. So is there any. Is, are there any other reasons besides you just invested your time elsewhere that you just said, well, we'll just cut this stuff? Or was it just a time thing? Well, I mean, it's going to be a time thing no matter what, but was there any kind of schematic reasons why you were like, let's do this instead of this?
1: No, there, there's no schematic. I still think, you know, what we call thunder is the NCAA fire zone is a great fire zone. And then some of the other things that, that we've got in our package uh, from from that, are, are really good, um, you know. But if if you evaluate um, the amount of time to 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 the to the other things, you know that you're doing, um, I want to master a few things instead of having a bunch of things uh, out there. Um, you know, for us, when, when we when we go uh, five man field fire zone, just the old NCAA. If you give us trips, you know, then we're gonna we're gonna mo check it. So now the mic becomes the outside linebacker, and the will becomes the mic and and so um, it was just an investment of how much time do we want to spend and how, how you know, and it goes back to that question is, you know it, is this our kids gonna play fast, you know, on the field, um, with all the other stuff that we're doing. Plus, Vass, we get you know we get a lot of movement out of the three-four with bringing the Bandit, uh, bringing bringing the Star, playing their four eyes, and and, and bringing you know the the Tolzien stuff and the, the Orton and and those things. So we get a lot of bang for our buck by being able to bring any one of those four in addition to the three down as well.
0: Gotcha. So let's talk about your next package, your zone creepers. So tell tell me how you set those up. What are some of the main ones that you run and
1: well, I heard, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the easiest things, and I, and I think I heard your podcast with, with uh, Ron Roberts, you know, just talking about this uh, is, you know, if we play our bench show front, Um, which we call buzzard that I talked about. We're sliding down to a four down. So we're going to go from odd to some, some even uh, and give you that look. We'll we, the easiest and the simplest one that we do is, and it ties in with our cover three is uh, we're going to, we're going to line up in our buzzard front and then we're going to bring the star from the field and play cover three behind it. And We call it Fox. It's field opposite. So we want to show the the buzzard appearance. Um, But we're going to take our field side five technique, and we're going to pick across the tackle. And we're going to take our nose from the shade back across uh, the center space to the boundary. And then we're taking our three technique, DN, and he is working to a four eye. And then he would cop out. Contain on pass, we call it cop. He'll cop out to contain, and then we'll take our five technique bandit and be able to drop him out in the coverage and still play cover three. So simplest way, and we got a lot of we get a lot of um, a lot of good reps out of it, good mileage I should say out of that that woman. um So it's just fox three. So um, just a pretty simple, basic one that you know it's a not a, not a great time investment. You know, then we play another front. We'll we'll play some Bear. And this is one of our, you know, one of my favorite things that we do is when Bear will walk the mic down to the field, walk our bandit up. And in Bear, we call it Bear Bill. So, you know, we're getting into the, the NFL uh, category um, where we're, we're showing one. We're showing the Bear front and dropping out. Um, in, in bear bills, we just play cover four. We play our quarters behind it. Um, cause my, my Mike linebacker to the field, he is uh, typically in quarters. He's my, he's our three dropper and in our, uh, in our tight package, uh, the bandit is our two dropper. So we play cover four. So it's nothing, uh, it's nothing new from them. It's just the presentation. Um, so in this, we walk the mic up in bear, and if we get past, he's going to drop. He's going to be become the three dropper. Uh, our two three techniques are going to work from a three to a four eye, and then they'll cop on pass, contain on pass. Uh, our nose is going to work to the side of the back, and then we bring uh, the will linebacker up the a gap. So. Uh, and then the bandit drops out as a two dropper. So, uh, we're, we're, we're tied in with our, our quarters package and they're doing what they do, but we've gotten a lot of great mileage and we get the matchup that we want with the backer inside. And then a lot of times, you know, there's several times that they release the back. There's nobody, uh, to block the wheel. So we, we got some good, some good mileage out of that this year as well. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you know we talk about the, the 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 other main creeper that we had was the Niners. Are you familiar with the Niners, Matt? I,
0: I believe so, but refresh my memory.
1: Yeah. So it's basically it's our our uh, nickel over uh, boundary three type deal. So um, where we will sub out the nose and bring another backer in. Uh, as the as the defensive end to the field, um, but we play an over front to the field. We get our three technique to the field, um, and from the field side, we're bringing the nickel, the nickel star, uh, off of the edge, and we're we're playing um, a cover three concept to the field, and our field side. Uh, Defensive end linebacker is on what we call an A stunt, where he's coming across the face of the tackle. And if the tackle's down, we're going to come right off his butt. Our three techniques: spiking uh, to to the to the nose of the center, and our two eyes working to a four eye, and then our bandit is dropping out. Uh, he's our he's our flat dropper with wheels, a weak hook drop into the boundary. So. Um, that was that was our Niners, and then you kind of hit on it earlier. Um, the Bing, Bengals um, is another one we run out of our our nickel package, where we're playing cover three and we're bringing the boundary corner. And this is cover five for us. We're for us where we're rotating uh, the strong the free safety over the top of one and we're bringing the corner off the edge with the bandit now is kind of a A-stunt on the backside. We're, we're boundary-aligned like buzzard, and we're bringing the three technique to the to the face master, the center, and the two-eye to the four-eye. So same thing you get out of niners, but we're bringing it from the boundary uh, with the corner off the edge. So that, that was kind of our, our package this year that we ran.
0: Gotcha. That That's really good stuff. Now you mentioned, uh, in your last answer that you ran some of the Venables boundary pressures with Buffalo to the field. If, if it's anything that I'm thinking of, it's, uh, with the Atlanta, uh, sorry, with the Alabama and Georgia guys called the big 12 pressures where you're bringing a boundary blitz, you're playing quarters to the field, man, to the boundary. Is that Accurate, and if it's trips, he plays, you know, stubby, mini, special, yes. stump, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Okay, let's talk about that package.
1: Well, we um, let me let me give you a little background on uh, Buffalo. So we, you know, just talking with with those guys. Buffalo is a a bracket coverage to the field, um, and we we wanted to get some cover down on number two. Um, you know, our star is what we call our nine technique, typically, you know, if, if you listen to Coach Woody talk. So he's kind of that, you know, that fold-in player on uh, 20, 20 personnel, uh, especially if we're getting the zone insert with the sniffers coming back and into our Okie side B-gap. And he, he's, he's kind of tied in with the fit. And then you know, so it was a little problematic with you know some of the elite uh, talent uh, that we played with number two just on the RPO uh, out of that stuff with the star was kind of in conflict and so uh, our our star is an a athletic kid he's a safety type kid so Buffalo for us is where we're going to bracket. Uh, Number two, we're going to man the corner up outside to the field, um, which is a pretty good matchup because if you go back and evaluate, I think we were less than 10% uh, on throws out of two by two or three by one, two number one to the field this year. Um, But our star is going to cover down outside leverage of number two, and we're going to take our strong safety, uh, and he's going to be an apex player between two, and the tackle, where he is now essentially our nine technique. And we were okay with, you know, uh, he's going to work a little run, pass, read, shuffle, uh, out to two, and sort of like in the hot blitz, if they get run, he's going to stick his foot in the ground and fit up in there. So basically we were interchanging our nine technique with the, from being the star to the strong safety uh, and getting the strong safety in the fit and then bracket to two. Um, But we were going to go ahead and take the RPO out of it. Well, with that said, you know, uh, we started bringing some of the boundary pressure, uh, but still playing Buffalo. Um, And then Buffalo, if you get any three by, like you said, Vass, you're playing a mini concept. Um, So we get any tray trips. So we're in a mini concept. Um, But we caught Buffalo solo. Um, Buffalo to the field, and I just again just want to be black and white with the kids. I want them to know backside, you're solo. You know, I don't leave anything just to be understood. You know, um, you know it's understood to be that. No, we're we're going to go ahead and give these kids a a solo call. So, but we are playing the man to man in the boundary. So just starting out in, in base, um, we'll play bench whip. Uh, Buffalo solo And so we're bringing From the bench We're bringing the The um, the end on a long stick And we're bringing the bandit on our A stunt, you know, tooth or tail Kind of deal on the tackle And we'll apex The wheel if it's two by two And we like to bring him off the edge And we'll play uh, The corner number one And the free safety has the final number two Man to man off of that so that's our that's our whip stunt but we'll run it out of buzzard too so we'll go buzzard whip and we'll reduce the front and put the three in in uh in the b gap and walk the bandit up into a five and run the same stunt and then we'll tag a a pop whip off of that so if we went buzzard pop whip um all that does is it's sort of like a uh Texas twist to us, but but it happens right now, where our B gap uh, defensive end the three technique is vertical. We're bringing the bandit under right now, running whip off of the edge there. So we're still in Buffalo. We're so again for me, it's great trade off or something that we do. We play Buffalo uh, to the field. We play zone coverage. Still bringing some some pressure from the backside. Um the other one we ran was a buzzard crash uh where or a, a bench crash where we brought the corner and we played Buffalo Solo where the free safety was man on he was man on number one and then our wheel linebacker would play uh man on number two and bring the corner off the edge. Now you could trade it if you wanted to versus two removed. Um, it's for game plan how we want to do it, um, and then we would add the pop call on that one as well. We pop the the three technique vertical, bring the bandit under, still crash the corner off the edge. But we're still playing Buffalo solo, and then you know off of that we built in our buzzard uh, flash, which is the same thing as crash, but we brought the free safety, um, and we'll keep that just to whoever's the better blitzer. Um, we could bring the free or the corner off off of that boundary side edge and still play, you know, our, our Buffalo concepts. Um, And Buffalo was a really good coverage to us, to the field this year. And, uh, and it was really good for us in the run fits. Uh, You know, I was a little concerned uh, with the strong safety and, and that, but, you know, and you talk about a really great bracket coverage uh, call for us on third downs. It, it, It was, it was good for us. So, now, uh, just a way to get added pressure from the boundary. Um, and actually, this year we first we put whip in with Buffalo Solo, um, the first game of the year this year against the defending state champs. You know, we brought Will off the edge. Quarterback never saw him come, and I mean, he just got a great knee uh, cleater and fumbled the ball, and we scooped it up. And so th- that's been a good that's been a good little pressure package for us as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the last two years for us, that was our number one call. We would usually bring the corner. And then if we couldn't, we would bring the will. Because I like bringing corner blitzes. And yep. we were also struggling with our, our corner was a good blitzer, but he was struggling with some confidence issues towards the end of the year. And so it was great. Cause not only did it hide him a little bit, it, it helped restore his confidence through blitzing. Um, mm. I know that sounds weird, but it,
1: That's a good thought. Uh, I've never thought of it that way.
0: That's good. You know, it was like, all right, what's he good at? I don't want him to change positions because now he's got to learn a lot of stuff. So instead of being like, hey, you're terrible on the fade ball because you've lost all your confidence um, at the point of attack, let's play more cloud coverages, trap coverages, bring you so you can do something Mm. you're good at, restore some of your confidence, and hopefully that translates into now we can go back to do some of the stuff we want to do. And, and, and it kind of worked a little bit, not, not, not as much as I'd like, but you know, the thought was there, I guess the thought counts. It's, a, yeah. they always say the thought counts, yeah. no. so, but, but um, you know, I, I love those pressures. I, I think they're great because you're, I mean, quarters is man really anyway. So, you know, if you're playing quarters, it's four cross man with a four or three man rush. Well, yeah. Now you're evening out the numbers. Now you're saying, all right, It's man with a five-man rush. That's a guy that, by a guy that's not accounted in the pass pro, as long as he yeah. doesn't show it. One of, my, right. one of my favorite things to do also was to um, set the front to the boundary, slant the two interior guys to the field, and bring the corner, bring the end up the field, and then bring the corner right. But, a lot yeah, of people call the lion path right underneath because. Yeah most of those tackles set real heavy and that, that guard with the three tech spiking is not going to see the corner, yeah. especially if they jab and go and not going to pick mm-hmm. the corner up. And if the backs to the field, they got no chance.
1: Yeah, so,
0: but anyway, so I, I, that's one thing. I, I love those concepts. Anything else in your pressure package you want to talk about?
1: No, I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, basically it. Um, you know, and, um, that, that we ran this year, I'm sure we'll expand or tweak it. Uh, when we, when we, when we get back, um, and are able to evaluate a little further.
0: Gotcha. So now that we've talked about your whole pressure package, we kind of have an overview of your basic scheme and how, and I'm sure there's some drop, like you mentioned, there's some drop eights. There's some other specials, unbalanced adjustments, things like that. FIB especially if you're playing as a field and boundary defense, you know, you have to have an extensive FIB check, but we kind of have a, an overview of most of your package. So now I want to kind of talk about game planning, these pressures, because I think that's something that's not talked about enough at, at clinics. It's like, all right, let's doodle all these cool calls. Great. Now, when do you do them? And you mentioned a little bit on some of them, like, I'd like this here, but let's talk about choosing when, when, choosing between the different buckets of calls and then what kind of, what are some of the paths that you like within those buckets? So let's talk about like when you like, you know, when, when you like the, the, the 3d creepers versus the hots versus the Buffalo stuff. And then let's talk about like why you like the certain paths. Okay. So first, okay, why is it that you would call hot, Versus the creepers versus the Buffalo pack. I'm just going to call it the Buffalo package. Like what, where are you liking each of those coverages and those concepts globally speaking?
1: Well, as I mentioned, you know, earlier, um, some of the hots, you know, especially our, our buzzard ammo double a gap. We like to roll that out there on first and 10 a lot of times. Um, you know, it's not going to be every series, um, but we're going to force the offense's hand a little bit, try to get them off schedule um, on, on first and 10. So we we do like that, that right there coming out. Uh, you know, the other two, the Missile Flame and the uh, – the, the uh, boundary bomb, um, those I, 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 I really like when we're in our third down planning um, when, we're, when we're going through and evaluating that. And, you know, a lot of people, I, I you know, I, I think I, and I understand are scared against, you know, 10 personnel, uh, you know, four wide. But I'm, I mean, to me, it's been really good for us. And you know, there's, you know, there's, there's getting sacks and then there's getting the quarterback to, you know, uh, take his eyes down or, you know, to, to be able to, to, to get him off his mark a little bit. And if you evaluate film, that's what happened a lot of times. So, you know, we had some sacks, but we also had some toes that had to get out of the, had to get out really quickly. Um, you know, we stay away from them second, second down, not as much, um, you know, I heard Jay Bateman at uh, North Carolina talking the other day, and they got the the slogan, third down is the only down. Um, so there's a, a significant investment for us in third down game planning, uh, especially on Sundays coming into uh, Mondays. We practice Monday morning. Um, so, you know, I want to go ahead and have our, our third down package planned out when we go out to practice in that morning and anything new, because we'll add, Vass. Uh, we, will, we will add something new uh, each week, um, one new concept that they haven't seen. But uh, in addition to those, those hot blitzes, we like those um, as well. Um, you know, and then first and second down, we want to be able to play the meat, potatoes, bench four, uh, field three, and then uh, our tight package, quarters tight package. Um, you know, and those might not be the best, the best calls, um, versus everything, but they're the 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 things that we can do that our kids can play fast uh, with and can make the adjustments. And those are kind of our meat and potatoes uh, that we might tweak a little bit week to week. Um, but third down, you know, our Fox three uh, that we run is has been good, a, a good rundown call for us that we that we have. And then um Bear Bills four is something that um I might call we'll get into, you know, we'll we'll pull it out once, maybe twice uh a game on a, a passing situation. When, you know, I tell our kids we, we we've got a pretty good idea that the ball's gonna be thrown. We're gonna get the protection that we want by lining up in bare and we're going to be able to drop the, 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 the bandit and the mic out and bring the wheel, um, when we do that. So, um, you know, the Buffalo stuff to me, um, has, has been, uh, when we plan that up, it's in weekly. And, uh, you know, we, we like it as part of our third down package, uh, because, you know, we're getting a bracket to the field, uh, and you know the corners manned out into the field, and you know it's uh, it's uh you know that less than ten percent statistically that that was dropped back that number one was thrown to. and then we get the cone on the back side of that, uh, or the I'm sorry the the solo there as well. but you know some of the things that we look at on that, uh, obviously our our free safety is you know being a quarter's team. Is a little weaker coverage-wise than the strong safety for us, just because the strong safety is going to end up in, um, you know, more man situations out of quarters to the field. <clears throat> so we evaluate the matchup of the free safety if we want to put him in solo. Obviously, I don't I don't want to put him in solo, uh, you know, against a stud uh, into the boundary if you know with a crash. So. That kind of goes into game plan and our personnel versus their personnel. Uh, if we bring the corner, we're going to isolate this free safety against you know this this five star that that we don't like that matchup. Um, so <clears throat> we'll evaluate the personnel and the matchups there. Um, also, you know um, when we we're going to have some form of of, of bear. Um, pressure where we're going to take our best pass rusher, and we're going to find your weakest um, uh, offensive lineman and we're going to get that matchup there. So those those are just some of the things that go into the, the thought process of planning that out.
0: That's great stuff. So now that we know your structure, your calls in terms of what you like and what situations, let's talk about defending specific plays. Now, if you're seeing an Auburn, now you you know you are in Alabama, so I'm sure you see a lot of Gus Malzahn stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you're seeing that 20 personnel with that sniffer or a tight end, and you're getting a lot of gap schemes, counter power, what are some of the calls in your package that
1: you like? Well, <clears throat> when when we get into uh, some of the gap scheme. Um, you know, we we like you know our I like the Fox three just because it's you know I'm, for my inside linebackers it's it's the same path with our we treat it just like our reduction um, so the fits are clean um, where we can scrape and fit and fill um, so those are good um, you know we save a lot of the zone creepers for. You know, for us, for for passing situations, and, and we and we pick and choose our, you know, some of our NFL packages. Um, you know, the other thing is that we that we've had some success with is uh, bringing the missile from the field uh, with the mic off the edge and setting setting the edge, uh, and then getting getting uh, that that star underneath, and then getting our hot hammers into the fit. So those have been good against the gap scheme as well. Um, you know, I don't like removing the wheel as much on the width, um, just because I like to keep, you know, in 20 personnel, I like to keep my two, um, inside fitters, scrape fitters to in the, in the box.
0: Gotcha. Makes sense. Let's. I would do the same thing. So what about, uh, if you're starting to see some of the inside zone, uh, either, you know what I call peel where he's coming across and kicking out the end Um, or he's bluffing and then wraps up to the second level, or you're getting the three by one Mm -hmm. loaded zone, what I call zone cut where they're just, or the downplay where they're just trying to mash everything down. What do you, what do you like there out of what we talked about?
1: Um, Again, you know, with the, with the zone, the split zone concept where they're coming back across, I think, I think Fox Fox has been good to us with that and bringing the the star off the edge. So, you know, and for the, you know, if it's coming back to the field, you know, the 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 mic is is tight scraping, uh, and as a reduction backer, um, you know, we get the guard down, we're scraping off the butt of the end and underneath that uh, kick, and then you get your you get your star outside, uh, fitting that. So with, with, it's been good. And, you know, in the insert stuff, you know, uh, just being able to to wreck that B gap from, you know, the five coming back across, um, you know, is wrecking it. And we'll stem some too, you know. So we may stem from a four eye to a five. And we're coming back on Fox and we're bringing the N uh, from the five technique back under. I mean, you've wrecked the tackles world there, you know, as far as the, you know, the zone insert and the zone scheme, um, you know, because, you know, you go from four out of five and then you're crashing back across. Um, So those have been good to us as well uh, versus that type of stuff.
0: Great. And uh, you mentioned some of your pass pro beaters. If you had one half slide beater out of what we've talked about, what would you like?
1: Half slide beater. Um, <clears throat> I, I we really like bear bills. Um, I do. Um, you know we 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 get them and you know we get five zero protection and we get the the will linebacker in there and we get the matchup on the running back. He's got to pick up mm-hmm. and then a lot of times you know they free release the back and you know he's untouched and then you know I got uh, some cut ups from the clinic this year where. It was empty and you couldn't ask for a better uh situation uh you know where the the mic dropped out on three and the whip, the bandit dropped out on two um but i you know i like the uh, I like our um i like our pop whip with the buffalo solo as well where we're you know we're popping the three uh vertical we're bringing the, the bandit under and bringing the wheel off the edge has been good to us
0: I love that stuff. We started doing that a couple years ago. Yeah. Now I know that earlier you said you read some stuff with the backers. You read some stuff with the line. You ever read pop it where if you're running that pop and you go to step and that tackle blocks down on the three that you just bend off his butt or do yeah he, always... he's
1: got to cut yeah yeah he's got to come off his butt
0: and that's built um, in right
1: yes okay the so that it's a, that's it, built it, it, in.
0: okay I might have missed that I'm yeah. sorry. I
1: still, I'm I'm a little slow. I didn't talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I did, I did, I didn't mention it, but uh, we we do, we do teach that. Um, I tell you, I tell you, the other thing out of like where we really like pop, the pop stunt is with the back away from Mm -hmm. it, and we'll, we'll we'll automatically just make a pop call where we get the we get the end vertical through B, and we're cutting the back off, and we're bringing the. We're bringing the bandit back underneath in the A, so that mm-hmm. that was good for us with the back away. That was our but number one play. We, to
0: played ten personnel zone read. Was yeah. we two gap the end to the back. It wasn't a true two gap. We we played what we called a read. So it was a four technique: B gap on run, C gap on pass, but not a four I like he was set up. We played a G to the back, a three away, and the end would play a read pop. But we would read the tackle for pass, but we read the back shoulders for run. Yeah. So because if we got if we got power read, you know, the tackle's going down, but yeah, we wanted to come yeah. flying up the field and then rack the mm. roll back underneath. Uh so yeah. we do it a little different, but it was a good way to play five in the box and and get away with it. So we yeah, basically that, push the really fits good. where the D end so if you imagine like mint, right? Your mm-hmm. D end that's away from the back. Rolls into the A-gap, like the A-to-C linebacker, where he's just A. Yeah. Okay? That meant the backer that was in the box, the one guy would be your nest player. He would stack on the nose and would nest so he could play yeah. the quarterback. And then we would just push the ball out to the o- So basically, it was we were always – technically, we were always supposed to be right. Now, that doesn't mean it always happened that way. But what would happen is if they hit us on a wide play, the end would stay upfield – and box the ball back and then fall back inside. And then yeah. the mic would disregard the nest and just play the front side. A yeah. Um, yeah, but great. if it was a downhill play or whatever, that's, it would all kind of move back. It would, some guys right. use sling the fits or whatever. Um, yeah. that's really I'm mean. not smart enough to understand that, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but no, but th- th- that was the way to play that. So, um, yeah, yeah. so that's good stuff now. You know, I, I talk to guys. So here, here's my problem. I talk to guys. I go to colleges. I do all this research. And I know the SEC, depending on if you're East or West, it's within the margins, but they're 60 to 70%. And I'm putting a war, a, a large margin for error in here, but they're, you know, the SEC is 60 to 70%, 11 personnel. My question for you is, do you, do you see much 10 personnel? And if you do. What are your pressures you like? Are there any of the pressures we talked about that you're like, all right, that one's going to the front of the line?
1: Yeah. We we see uh, more. We, the 10 personnel, three by one, was the number one formation that we see. Um, and then it was followed up by 20 personnel um, and then uh, 10, two by two. So, we do we do see quite a bit of, of ten personnel uh, here, so um, you know, for for me, just with you know, we're we're gonna insert um, with the inside backers, some uh, you know the uh, against ten personnel with you know we insert with the mic. Uh, and play three buzz behind it was a good call for us this year. Um, But we worked some twists and stunts off of that with the mic and the nose, Um, you know, and we're going to insert with the wheel away from the back um, some. But, you know, uh, to be honest, you know, the, the, the number one call I would say for us in that was our bomb call. Uh, if I had to choose a particular blitz, it would be our bomb blaze, um, you know, our hot blitz out of that.
0: Gotcha. Well, coach, I really appreciate your time. Um, really learned a lot of good stuff and, uh, generated some good ideas. I got the pen going, uh, apologize to my, uh, listeners. If you hear a lawnmower in the background, apparently It's time for yard service, and there's nothing I can do because there's nowhere in the house I can go. Because everything else, it's a Florida house. Everything's tiled, everything's got high ceilings. So this is uh the fun of podcasting. Um, so if you hear that in the background, I apologize. But uh before oh, there he is, he's right there. All right. So before it gets too crazy and he starts weed eating under my window, um, let's (laughs) let's end the podcast in the way that uh, we usually do with our first-time guests. Talk to me about what you would do in this situation. So, uh, and I know that you listen to the podcast, so you are familiar with this, but I'm going to go through it for anybody that has not listened or doesn't remember. So the situation is it's a state championship game. It's fourth and eight from from your 35. The offense is going in. They have an amazing kicker. They're up by two. They basically need to get the first down, push to the sticks. They got a timeout, maybe 15 seconds left. They're gonna try to get in there, and one timeout left. Get the first, get the ball where they want it, and then kick the field goal for the win. Um, presumably, unless there's some miracle return. Um, you're they they're an 11 or I'm sorry, they're a 10 personnel team. So going to be a two by two or three by one, like I said, they're going to push the sticks. All things being equal, they don't have a stud. Or and, and again, I know that this is hard because game planning is so specific to a team. But what are you feeling off the uh, off the top of your head or your gut reaction? What's your call in this situation?
1: Um, Bear, we're going to bring Bear Bills forth, um and play our quarters package behind it and bring try to get the wheel through and pressure.
0: I love it. Good stuff. Good answer. Concise to the point. And you know what you got, you know, what you know, in those situations, it's sometimes it's hard to make a decision and you, you have yours ready to go. And that's great. Well, coach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You've been an excellent guest, given a lot of your good stuff away, even gave names. You know, there's so many guys that come on here and I get it. They're vague. They're, you know, trying to not give away the farm and you're like we call this fox like i think it's it's great it's refreshing i don't know if i'd have the same guts as you if i was in your position but much (laughs) respect to you
1: i appreciate it thanks for having me on
0: Thank you for joining me on another episode of Make Defense Great Again. I hope you had a good time listening to Coach McGee. I learned a lot of really fascinating tidbits from him. He's a hell of a coach, helping lead a hell of a program. As always, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at CoachVass, at MDGA Podcast is the show's account. I say it every week. If you're not on Twitter, you're making a huge mistake. Come join the conversation. If you want to contact me, go to www.coachvas.com Check out the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash CoachVass. That's P-A-T-R-E. Please subscribe and rate and review the show. And one thing I ask of you during all this craziness, during all this chaos, never forget the quarterback can't see with tears in his eyes.